0: Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hochberg, and this is episode number 65. Royal Caribbean has been a market leader in how it's implemented technology aboard its cruise ships, and with Quantum of the Seas already being nicknamed the technology ship, I wanted to actually look back at Royal Caribbean's history of tech innovation, and who better than Royal Caribbean's Chief Information Officer, Bill Martin, to join us for it. Bill has been working at Royal Caribbean for over 30 years and has had his hand in the direction of the company's tech initiatives and shares with us an insightful look into the tech behind Royal Caribbean. Here we go. I felt for a long time that Royal Caribbean has been a market leader in many aspects of the cruise vacation, including technology. Tech has become a big part of our everyday lives and, you know, Royal Caribbean's commitment to technology has been second to none in recent years. The man who's been driving Royal Caribbean's tech direction for 30 years is Royal Caribbean CIO Bill Martin, and it's my honor to welcome Bill to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast. Welcome aboard, Bill.
1: Thanks for letting me join.
0: Absolutely. I I love talking tech, and... You know, with all this stuff coming with with Quantum of the Seas, which is arguably one of the most tech-heavy ships ever, it got me thinking, Bill, and I want... You know, Royal Caribbean's just been doing this for so long. It's not just this ship. It's not like you guys had ships with no tech before. You've been really, I feel, driving it. And when it comes to the use of new and emerging technologies on Royal Caribbean ships, I really feel like there's a celebrated history that goes back a number of years. Where do you think the inspiration to innovate came from?
1: Well, I think it came from our founder... A uh, man by the name of Ed Steffen, and then uh, our chairman, who's uh, current the current chairman. He's been here for over 25 years, and that's uh, Richard Fain. He loves building ships. Uh, he hires the best architects and the best uh, shipyards in the world to do it. Um, in fact, there are shipyards that we will avoid because they don't uh, deliver the level of quality that uh, that we expect. And uh, but it, the innovation starts there, and he never lets us back away from a challenge. Um, it's just when you think you've accomplished the, the, the best thing ever, uh, you're challenged to, to take it a step further. Um, I remember when we delivered of this week and we went through all the pre-inaugural events and we hadn't even been back in the office for a week and there was a, a large group of us that met in the boardroom to talk about what was then referred to as Project Sunshine. Hmm. and how are we going to deliver the next big thing?
0: That's pretty impressive. And uh, you know, one of the things when you're talking about technology on a ship, how does the use of new technology, Bill, help differentiate real Caribbean from the competition?
1: Well, we try to leverage the technology in such a way that it doesn't become the part of the vacation. It's just a seamless part of, that, that is integrated into your vacation to make your vacation that much better. Um, whether it be digital signage that helps uh you know, the flow of people on board the ships because we're reporting real time, you know, restaurant attendance so that people can select what restaurant they want to go to. Um in in real time. They can see, you know, which restaurants are filling up, which ones have availability, and as a result you eliminate things like lines. Using facial recognition software to drop people's photos into a book so that the basis class, even though they're the largest cruise ship in the world, has the smallest footprint for the photo gallery of any ship at sea. Um, these are little things that the consumer or the guest doesn't really give a lot of thought to, but it really makes a difference in their vacation. Uh, it makes it faster. They don't spend as much time looking for their pictures. They get their pictures. They, they scan through them. They figure out which ones they want to buy and which ones they don't, and they move on, uh, hopefully to go spend a little more money on another drink in the bar. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, outside of what's coming with Quantum of the Seas, of the tech innovations Royal Caribbean has undertaken over the last, you know, 20-so years or so, what do you think really stands out in your mind as the biggest game-changer?
1: That's easy. Um, three years ago, uh, I challenged our guys to find a way, uh, if you can't find a way, make a way, to... Uh, deliver truly high-speed Internet service uh, on the high seas. And I'll never forget the first time they came to me and they said, we, we did it. We found a way to give us uh, three times the capacity that we have today. And I had to remind them that three times zero is still zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking for exponential change. And uh, we encountered a company called O3B, and uh, we just put this on board Allure of the Seas two weeks ago, and we did something last week that we call a wow hour, and basically we gave away the internet for free on the largest cruise ship on the planet, and within that hour we had more than 50% of the guests on board, which means more than 3,000 people, jumped on the internet, immediately started syncing their pictures and videos from their phones or other mobile devices, Uh, downloading app updates, um, and we drove up the capacity to a level that was more than the bandwidth capacity of the rest of the cruise industry combined. Wow. And it was flowing seamlessly. Uh, People were streaming video. We had no issues. And that's an exponential game changer um, in the marketplace for us and it puts us in the league to be able to do a whole host of new things, some of which we haven't even thought of yet uh, on board the ships. It's, it's not often that you get a chance to uh, leave a legacy-type change, but uh, in the technology world, we believe that that's exactly what we just did in, our, in the cruise industry.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. The, the Internet is really, I think, going to be one of the more understated advances coming to quantum of the seas. And, you know, when you consider new technology for a cruise ship, How do you weigh the pros and cons of using emerging technology? As an example, uh, the Wi-Fi on the new ships will rely on the 802.11ac wireless network standard, which I know is a lot to say, but basically it's a standard that when it was selected, prior to today at least, it was not a standard that was formally approved. So you guys were on literally the bleeding edge of that. So there's some risk involved with that. How do you balance the benefits versus potential issues?
1: Well, some of it is some of it is a little bit of a throw of a dice. You you're betting on what the next technology is going to be. Um, you know, just talking about O three B a minute ago, that that was a big bet for us. Yeah. We invested an incredible amount of time, uh, energy, resources into making that work uh, in the marine environment, uh, which is not a, an environment that at the time that the company was even looking at. Um, the company being O three B. And now it's a big part of, of their game plan. And you know, you know 211 AC is, it was it was a coming standard. We have to try to think a couple years down the road as we're planning the ships, we knew that Quantum was going to have um, assuming O3B worked, <laughs> that she would have an incredible uh, bandwidth capacity, and that created a whole new set of challenges for us in the onboard network environment. So we wanted to make sure that we were on the latest standard. Um, we felt that that would happen. Uh, we also have terrific partnerships with our friends at Cisco and Maru, And uh, if something had not come to fruition, then we would have we would have reacted appropriately. But um, there are risks. Um, I think we thought that providing the phones for our guests so that they could connect to our internal wireless network was a good idea you know, six years ago when we did it on Allure, uh, that was probably not such a good idea. And uh, it, we never expanded that program. We left it uh, on the line uh, on Allure. And now on Quantum, uh, we're introducing a downloadable app so that you can use your own device to connect us on board the ships and um, do everything from book shore excursions to a show to uh, checking your folio or just, just having a, a, a chat conversation with somebody else on the ship think that's the better way to go, and uh, some, like I said, sometimes you hit, sometimes
0: you miss. You know, you mentioned Allure of the Seas, which obviously is part of the Oasis class, and, you know, I was thinking one class of ships that really made tech a focus in the onboard experience, rather than something that just happened in the background, was the Oasis class. Wayfinders, Royal Connect phones, restaurant crowd tracking, and a lot of other innovations came directly from this class. What was the impetus for going this heavy into tech, and what lessons did you learn from the Oasis class tech?
1: Well, like I I said earlier, you know, we go heavy into the tech, not for the technology, but we go heavy into the tech to change the experience for the guests. Um, I mentioned the photo gallery, and and it it sounds, you know, technologically, it's it's very involved. It's a a very sophisticated technology solution. But the way the guests use it, they walk into the photo gallery, they walk over to their little binder, and they see all their pictures, they flip through them and they walk out of the photo gallery. Don't even think twice about it. They don't think about how those pictures got there uh, in that binder that is, you know, specially designed for them, or how the pictures that we took of them around the ship are showing up on their TV, for example. They don't. They don't really understand how that happened, and they don't really care. But it made their experience that much better. helped us with revenues. Helps us with managing space on board, um, the restaurants, managing the the crowd flow of people from. From point A to point B on the ships, wayfinding, when you're on the largest cruise ship in the world, we, we don't want it to feel like the largest cruise ship in the world. So we leverage all these little technology um, uh, enhancements in the experience to make the, the experience even better. And on quantum, we're taking it to a whole new level.
0: i got to ask you a personal question here, Bill you go with your family, you're, you know, you're, you're obviously, you work day in, day out with the technology in Royal Caribbean. Makes perfect sense. But, you know, I i think from a, as a tech guy myself, you know, when you see other people use it, it's always kind of an interesting experiment as to how other people perceive your implementations. And when you go with your family as an example, what technology on the cruise ship do they gravitate towards the most, or what do they find most rewarding from the guest experience?
1: Hmm, that's a really good question. Um, well, they're very excited about the Wi-Fi because <laughs> I have, I have college-age and high-school-age uh, children, so um, that is something that they uh, are very honed in on. They want to stay connected to all their friends. They want to be able to socially share, um, and that's something that they're keenly interested in. But my kids have grown up uh, cruising. Uh, so for them, it's just as much about the the camaraderie that they gain. They, they meet kids from around the world. Uh, they'll have friends for life through social media. Um, the, the food experiences, uh, my, my kids, I, I, I like to re- refer to the fact that my, my kids are not chicken nugget kids. <laughs> my um, uh, kids will eat escargot, just the same as they would eat anything, um, it's only because they've grown up in that world. And uh, it's it's fun uh, for them. Uh, they're all they're all multilingual, um, and part of that is it gets reinforced um, when we go on cruises uh, and they meet other people. Um, but it's, it's for technology, they definitely drift towards the the Wi-Fi.
0: Absolutely, makes perfect sense. Now you know, obviously, the focus these days is ob- on the quantum class, even the Oasis class. What about, you know, speaking of the Internet upgrades and all these great things we're seeing on Quantum robots, is there any chance we're going to see these upgrades, Bill, in the future on some of the older ships? Like, you know, Serenade of the Sea is going to get an, an Internet upgrade, uh, the Radiance class. You know, where do you see the older ships in the fleet in terms of their place with these tech upgrades?
1: We've, all, we've just finished a, a fleet-wide, um, we, we refer to it as Royal Advantage um, we did something similar on the Celebrity brand as well, but on the Royal side, we introduced the digital signage. After introducing it on OASIS and Lure. we did roll that back to the fleet. We did roll back pervasive wireless infrastructure across the vessels. We did roll back a bandwidth upgrade across the fleet, although they didn't all get O3B. Um, we, we reserved the O3B for the Quantum and OASIS class for now. Um, I do think, depending on how things go on Oasis and Quantum Class, that you're going to see a desire for us to do even more with bandwidth, um, internet bandwidth, because it is an incredibly enabling technology. Just as it's changed the way we live our lives over the last decade, Shoreside, it has a lot of, of potential impacts in the onboard environment as well.
0: Very good, and um, you know the other thing I wanted to ask you was, you know, technology is huge. I'm a huge tech geek; I love it. Bill, I know you are as well. And but you know, there's there's people like my parents who go on these cruises, and they're not tech people at all. They really don't enjoy it. In fact, they find it frustrating. How do you balance, you know, this this uh, this insatiable desire to always you know do better and obviously improve the guest experience through technology, without Feeling like you're leaving people behind who are who aren't as tech savvy as maybe you or I. What? How do you? How do you kind of balance that? Uh, that that need.
1: Well, I, I'm. As I'm sure you are. I'm the help desk for my parents. Yep. <laughs> um, so I really understand. They. Uh, the beauty of this, as I've alluded to a couple of times, is the technology is not there for technology's sake. It's there to make the uh, the The experience that the guest has on board a little bit easier, a little bit cleaner, a little bit faster, um, and you don't have to actively participate in all of the different technologies that we offer. Um, I hate to keep going back to the same example, but that photo gallery example, it's a technology example, um, or it's an example of some, some really sophisticated technology. But as a consumer or a guest that walks into the photo gallery, you don't have to be a, a, you know, somebody who has really adopted technology to take advantage of it. Same thing with the digital signage. You walk up to it and you, you, you just touch it and it, it responds. Um, it's, it's really – and that, I think that's the, the art of our craft is to make it as seamless as possible to as many a cross section as possible And I will tell you that when I'm on a cruise, I really enjoy watching people interact with things like the digital signage or a kiosk, um, because you'll see a four-year-old and you'll see an 80-year-old interacting with it. And it's interesting when you're on vacation, you try new things. And uh, I watch some of the older crowd engage with digital signage or the photo gallery or some of the other things that uh, we have and it's an experience for them. It's, it's a new experience that they can learn from and hopefully we'll take a little bit of that back with them.
0: Absolutely. I think Quantum and, and its sister ships are going to be a revelation, honestly. It's going to be amazing and I really can't wait to check it out myself in just a couple of weeks. So Bill, uh, tip my hat to you and your team for what I'm sure is going to be an, an amazing onboard experience. Thank you very much for speaking with us today.
1: That's my pleasure.
0: Wow, what an honor to have Bill on the podcast to talk about how technology has shaped crib, ribbon You know, I think... It's really amazing to think about how tech-savvy and how tech-heavy Royal Caribbean has gotten over the years. And, you know, one of the things I really picked up on during my talk with him was this idea that, you know, they want technology to be a big part of the ship, but not to be the focus of the ship. That they want it to be seamless and not really something that you would notice. just stuff that basically makes things work better. And I love that. That makes it so that it's not uh, a cruise that's just for people that are really, you know, tech nerds like myself – you know, you want people that anybody, regardless of your technology prowess, to be able to go on a Royal Caribbean ship and have a great time. And, you know, it's, it's, it's always great to have that kind of insight from inside Royal Caribbean and get a, a peek behind the curtains a little bit into some of their directions. So great time. I love having Bill on here. And I only wish that we could have done a couple more hours on it because I would have loved to pick his brain about every aspect of it. Alas, I have to save my nerdy questions for another day. Anyway. Speaking of questions on the lesson dirty, we're going to get to your questions. One of my favorite things to do on this podcast. Thank you again for everyone for being a part of it. I love that my, you, my friends are a part of the show each and every week. It really makes me happy. So let's get things started with an email from Paul Westbrook who writes, Matt, I love the site and the show and I can't tell enough people about them. Here's my question. I've heard many times now about hotel for a day excursion. Please pass on more info websites or anything else I like can research. For example, do you get to the use of a room? Also, the drink of the day glasses. Am I the only one who wants to bring them home? I mean, all the ones I see you use on a cruise. Thanks for everything. Two great questions, Paul. So the website you're thinking about is actually Resort for a Day. It's resortforaday.com. I'll put a link in the show notes to it at worldcaribbeanblog.com. What it is, is essentially, it's a company that specializes in giving you all-inclusive resort access at a number of different Caribbean places. Uh, there's Aruba, Cozumel, Grand Cayman, Nassau, San Juan, St. Martin, and and others, in fact. What I really like about Resort for a Day is it makes it very easy to find an all-inclusive resort. Now, an all-inclusive resort is very simple. It's a resort that offers you all your meals, drinks, and transportation back and forth, and use of resort amenities while there. So instead of going to a beach, as an example, and you know you pay extra for maybe your chair, you pay extra for drinks, you pay extra for the floaties or what have you, these resorts all offer it in one price. Now, usually get kind of expensive, uh, somewhere in the, and when I say expensive, you're probably going to pay somewhere in the ballpark between 60 and $90 per person to go to these things. But again, usually includes transportation and again, meals and alcohol, and that's really where you're going for here. If you're going to an all-inclusive resort, you're probably going because you want to drink a lot. That's usually the idea behind it, and it makes it very, very simple. I used resort for a day when we were in Falmouth. We went to the Hilton Rose Resort, and I'll put a link in our show to review of That It was a beautiful, amazing resort. One of the best things I ever did. So great time there. I I really, really enjoyed it, and I would highly recommend it. So it's a great website. I haven't tried them for the other islands that they advertise, although honestly, if I ever got an opportunity to again, I I might seriously consider it. They're a great service. It just makes it easy. There's none of this back and forth. With a lot of these islands, sometimes you're just literally emailing people or calling the resorts. and. This makes it very, very simple. So that's what's really great about it. Your other question was about the drink of the day glasses. And are you, are you the only one who wants to bring them home? The answer is no. We actually had, we, we moved to quite a bit over the last couple of years, but we had at one point a huge like cupboard full of these glasses. They're great. In fact, you should bring them home. It's just probably the biggest problem is actually just getting them back home, right? If you're flying, you've got to, you know, make sure they're safe in your luggage and that's kind of a thing. But it's certainly a great little souvenir to bring back. And then you can make yourself some mixed drinks at home and put them in your Royal Caribbean cup and, hey, it's like being on vacation. So I hope that, uh, I hope that enables your uh, ability to keep bringing more and more home, Paul, because there's never enough. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for the email, Paul. As always, love it. Next, we have an email from Alyssa. I'll be going on a cruise in March of 2015. I'll be on Adventure of the Seas. The ports I'll be traveling to are Charlotte, Amalie, St. Thomas, Basseterre, St. Kitts, Aruba, and Curaçao. We have... Uh, are they pretty much playing St. Thomas or so are wondering if you've been to any of the other ports and do you know of any good things to do or bad things to avoid these ports any advice would be appreciated so <laughs> the answer is no I've not been to any of those ports except for St. Thomas which you mentioned you already have been to so for the ports of St. Kitts Aruba and Curaçao. Unfortunately, I'm not going to give you too much info, but I open this question up to our listeners and hopefully somebody can help out in terms of recommendation for what to do or not to do in the islands of St. Kitts, Aruba or Curaçao. Email me matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com. Hopefully we can help Alyssa out. If all else fails, Alyssa, though, of course, I always recommend a couple of basic things. Go to places like Cruise Critic and TripAdvisor. They're great places to start to figure out what to do on these islands. They'll give you a pretty good idea of what the most popular things are to do. And from there, you kind of start planning out uh, what maybe interests you and what your options are. But it's really a great starting point. It's something I always recommend anyway, regardless of even if I give you the best possible advice ever, I would still recommend you to go free up on your own to get some good information. Again, I'll put links in the show notes uh, for both those sites that I mentioned earlier. So good luck to you, Alyssa. And I'm hoping we're going to give you some help in the next couple weeks here. And I think we'll round things out here with an email from our good friend Christopher Percy, who writes in episode 62, Top 5 Specialty Restaurants. You are definitely a foodie. We love to enjoy all dining options on Royal Caribbean, and the variety and value is not to be missed. I totally agree with the recommendation on the best solution for the post-Cruise Blues. Book another one. (laughs) I'm telling you, nothing gets you over the last one like the next one and booking another cruise. I always say, you know what? Book a next cruise when you're on the ship. Go to the loyalty ambassador. Book something. So that way you can look have something to look forward to and you can it makes it so much easier when you're getting off of that ship. I'll tell you right now, if you know to yourself, okay, I've got another cruise booked. I'll be back very, very soon. That it makes it a lot easier, I'm telling you. Otherwise there's a lot of crying involved. <laughs> Not that I've done that before on my own, but you know. <laughs> Just sharing a little helpful advice here. All right. Well, of course, I want to hear from you as well. I love emails. If you've got questions, if you've got comments, if you've got thoughts, if you just want to say, hey, Matt, how are you doing? I want to hear about it as well. You can email me matt, M-A-T-T, at blog.com Of course, I do this podcast for you guys I really want to make this an open and fun experience. So feel free to email me whatever is on your mind, and we'll put it on the show. So until next time, I'm Matt Hochberg, and we'll talk again soon.